0: Welcome to another powerful message from One Life OK. We really hope you enjoy it. You know, we've been talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and we should. You know, in the 70s, when the Jesus movement was poured out, then that's what they taught and preached and talked about a lot was the gifts of the Spirit. And we should because the gifts of the Spirit absolutely demonstrate God's sovereign authority in all things. Um, It introduces people just to the overwhelming ability that God has uh, just to step into your life and just bring what you need. It introduces you to the love of God. The prophetic word does that, doesn't it? Yes. Awakens something in your heart. I mean, doesn't a miracle go, wow, I couldn't do that. I Like the woman with the issue of blood, I spent all my money. I went to all the doctors. I went everywhere to have a resolution, and I could not find one until I touched you. And so there's something about the gifts of the Holy Spirit that whenever people encounter those, off of your life flowing through you, and they encounter that, it should be an introduction or an awakening to the power of God's love. so keep that in mind today as I do this right here. keep that in mind that we're not we're not trying to say we don't want that, but I'm just saying I'd like to bring a little bit of balance um. Let's just talk about the gifts, spiritual gifts. Are they natural gifts? Y'all are so bright. Look at y'all. You're so bright. You know, one time I watched, uh, you know, how... Um, I used to do funny things. I think it was Jay Leno used to go to the street show you know, and he'd ask people questions just to try to figure out like how educated the general populace just was with normal things, like were they tied in? And he asked this this girl one time, he said, Okay, now during Abraham Lee, Lincoln's presidency, who was president? <laughs> and the girl was really stumped. I was like, Oh gosh, bless her heart, she's on TV. That's gonna be hard to shake, you know. And so it's kind of like that, you know. It's spiritual gifts are not natural. They're spiritual. Right? It's the simple things that are the most powerful. And so well, see, that should be um that should be relieving. Whew. Carrying spiritual gifts, operating in spiritual gifts, shouldn't be heavy. Yes, right. Because why? Because they're yes. spiritual. Yes, it's the it's a spiritual gift, right? And so, what do you do to get a spiritual gift? We're starting off slow. Right. We're going to pick it up. What do you have to do to get spiritual gifts? Like they sound like some humming bug wings flying out there. What do you have to do to get spiritual gifts? Thank you, Breezy. Shout it out. If you become spiritual, then you get spiritual gifts. Right? And I talk about this all the time, and I might say it every time I preach, but y'all will just have to keep loving it. One of my favorite chapters in the whole Bible is John 3. I love John 3. Because in John 3, Jesus says, John 3 5, I'm telling you an eternal truth. Unless you are born of water in the spirit, you will never enter God's kingdom. For the natural realm only gives birth birth to things that are natural. But the spiritual realm, say the spiritual realm, the spiritual realm, gives birth to supernatural life. And it says that means to believe into him. Oh, don't you love that? Ooh. So here's Jesus, my life is an offering for you. Because you are trapped under the dominance of sin and darkness, right? So here comes in all of His brilliance, and His splendor, and His majesty, and His glory, and He just says, "I lay down my life. I am the sacrifice. I invite you to come." And when you say yes, that means you do. Just you just take one step and shake His hand. You come. And you keep on coming. You come, and your whole life becomes about that. My whole life becomes about knowing you, understanding you, experiencing you, spending time with you, being filled up by you, expressing you. That pretty much covers it all, doesn't it? Pretty much. So you're believing into him. Don't you love that phraseology? Oh, so good, so good. So one thing that that I see that I think's interesting is um, when you look at this world cultural climate. I've got new things in, and it's the, they feel really large today. And so if I'm Lisping. I'm just, I'm getting this adjusted. And so stay with me. Okay. Right. And so one thing I see culturally is um, a people who could really benefit from the authentic, pure encounter with the love of God. Do you see any of those people where you're at? You see any of them? And so, it should be like a no-brainer to look around and say, yeah, you know, we need to reveal Him. Yes. And you have a gift, so why not? So, it says that every single person, First Corinthians 12 talks about Every believer who believes on Jesus gets the dominance of the enemy broken off their life, darkness, and light steps in. When he steps in, he brings a gift. There you go. Now, see how easy that was? So now she has it. So now what keeps her from operating with the gift like give them one to Cheryl if she needed one. What keeps her? She has it. So what keeps her from operating with it? Are y'all happy today? Yes. I am so happy today. Can you, how many people have said, Jesus, not just the prayer? See, we're we're not just doing the fake thing where i just going to say the prayer and then I, I want all the goods. No, the prayer should mean I'm stepping into an eternal covenant with you that I will never break. That's what that prayer should be, be saying. That doesn't mean, oh, I'm just going to. Check that off. Okay. I'm going to live how I want to. And then I have an expectation, a, re- a crazy expectation that I'm going to get everything that being intimate you provides. Because it says that you're believing into him. You're coming and keep on coming. Right? And so you can. would you agree that culture could use a little bit more? of a display of God? Yes. I mean, can anybody agree with me on that? Yes. Some of us. All right, I'll speak to the sum. Um, I'm talking to the sum. Then, then that's you, you possess it. And so then we have to think about what keeps us from operating in that. Right. And so gifts are free. You don't have to earn like 25 merit badges before, you know, like when you're a Boy Scout or what was that thing you were in at, uh, oh, yeah, it was missionettes, yeah. And you did little things and you got little rewards and you did little Christian things and you got little <laughs> rewards and stuff, right? You know, and you earn so many merits and you get blink, blink, blink. The gifts are not that way. So, But but I want us to understand two different things, which I think makes for maturity and more of a whole person in our experience with him and with representing him. And that is there are spiritual gifts and there are also spiritual fruits. Both of them are. In our relationship, because the way he loves, just like he was in the room today, because the way he loves is so full, he he tries to come in this way to distribute gifts and and cause your life to be so fulfilled in the way that you are stepping into him that you put all this fruit begins to to bloom. That word "fruit" in Galatians five says harvest whenever you come into him and he's trying to produce a harvest in you. And so when we're talking about that, so if you follow a little flow chart, it's kind of like, you know, God, God is everything, right? In him is all things. Nothing was existing that wasn't existing, that wasn't created by him. You know that scripture, right? So he's everything. And so whenever we submit, and we invite him to be Lord, like Aaron was singing. That's the most beautiful place. Wow, you are a beautiful king over me. Whenever you figure that out, then whew, here comes this impartation of things. So it's like a flow chart. Here it comes. Here comes spiritual seeds for fruit. And here comes gifts. So, you know, there's a difference between gifts and fruit. You don't have to do anything to receive a gift. Even if it's extravagant as my box of Kleenex is breezy. You don't have to. You didn't do anything to get that. But do you need to participate with the process of growing fruit? How does fruit grow? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a little seed. So it's a spiritual seed, right? We're talking about it's from the spirit. There's a spirit seed that comes and he plants it in you. And then that seed is in you. And it will stay in seed form your entire life if you do not let it germinate. Which to me, just in my personal opinion, means to me you're living the tiniest, low-level Christian experience that you can because you've got all these seeds that you haven't allowed or partnered with or cultivated for them to break open, to take root and to sprout up and produce fruit. And so part of the rub I feel like is people are always trying to figure out You know, sometimes, let me say it like this, sometimes we're just impressed with people's gifts. Because they have a gift doesn't mean they have spiritual maturity nor spiritual intimacy. And I can prove that. You know what scripture I'm thinking of, don't you? You did all this stuff and you cast out demons in my name, blah, blah, blah. You call me Lord, Lord, but I don't even know who you are. No means intimacy. And so we tend to be attracted to gifts and not as um, honoring of somebody who has gifts with fruit. And you want to have, you already have gifts. And so... I don't mean, I would not do things God's way. Would you do things God's way? Well, he would give you all of these spiritual gifts and not require any maturity to have a gift. And then you're out there just doing stuff with it and looking silly and all kinds of stuff. And you know what I mean? I would not do it that way. But there's something about an agreement when the father says to his son that you're my son and then there's something that goes on there that there's his transference that he will not relent on and so you just have it. Do I wish you had it with maturity? Yes. Do you wish I had it with maturity? I'm sure you do. Because isn't it more pleasant? I mean, honestly, isn't it? And so it's so damaging, you know, whenever we have gifts, but we won't develop fruit. It's, it's really damaging. Because then everybody's looking at just the one with the the gift with no fruit. And they're saying, man, I live better than that. I don't even want that. So the very spiritual thing that God endowed you with that you're supposed to awaken people with can turn them off or it can just cause all kinds of crazy things to happen. Maybe you know, selfish ambition instead of broken humility which arrests their hearts to you know, fall down before him and, and be broken and remade. But just saying, we want to separate in our mind. Do we want to operate in spiritual gifts? Absolutely, without question, we have to do it. That's our assignment. That's your DNA. But don't stop there. Don't stop there. There's so much more. And so, I'm just giving you all my opinions today, but just, you know, my my personal opinion is that... Fruits are developed in the garden of love. Isn't that where you plant seeds, right? And so you you want to. Um, I felt like he was saying really strongly today, um, just what the the worship team allowed us to experience. Is that I have this, this fullness of love that I'm wanting to encounter your life with. And will you let that have an effect? Or will you just say, I just kind of want a little bit of heaven and give me the gifts, fruit and intimacies, is not my thing. I don't even know why that's an option. God, why is that an option? I don't even, you know, but it is. Why do you think that's an option? With God being a lover, is he a lover? Yes. He's a lover. With God being a lover, then he wants lovers. So what would a lover value the most? Somebody choosing to love, wouldn't they? Do you like that? I mean, I do. I mean, that's very special to me. I mean, he, that's his thing. Whenever you say, you're a lover of mine. Just like today he came in the room. I'm a lover of yours. No matter how you feel about you, no matter where you are in your life, no matter what you got going on, I'm a lover of you. And so what I'll tell you what touches him deeply is our response that we want to be a lover back. I want to love what you're saying. I want to love what you're showing me. I want to love people that you put in my life. I want to love who you are. I I love worshiping you. I love engaging with you. Whenever we choose to engage with love, then we start to produce fruit. You know, whenever there's been a lot over the years in Christendom, there's been a lot of discussion about um, in Galatians 5, where it talks about, oh, all that the Spirit can produce. And it's so powerful what the Spirit can produce in your life. So powerful. Wow. I mean, I just get wrecked by it, don't you? I get wrecked that the Holy Spirit encounters me in my life. I just get wrecked by it. Oh. But he that is that is God himself engaging with you. So in Galatians 5, you know, uh, some people kind of line that out as saying that there, nine, there are nine gifts, I mean, excuse me, fruits of the Spirit, because Galatians 5 talks about fruit. Keeping in mind fruit means your participation. I bring my love. I bring my affection. I bring my obedience. I bring, I bring my desire to submit. I bring my, uh, I require myself to learn your ways and operate in life in, in your ways. And so in Galatians 5, you know, when it talks about the um, fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and spirit strength, when it talks about, think about that. You possess gifts, you possess the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit In you in the garden of love, working in that garden of love. Oh, there's a weed. That's that's the garden of love right there. Oh, there's a mindset that's keeping you against me or keeping you from receiving right there. Pulls, you know, that that's that garden of love, and he's trying to grow things in your life. And so, personally, I look at the first one, and I think, not that this matters, but Brian Simmons does as well because the way he breaks it down in his uh, notes, uh, he talks about love basically being the divine love of God. And once you are receiving the divine love of God like we did this morning, then that divine love of God begins to produce something in the garden of you That begins to produce fruits, begins to express it with patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, you know, spirit strength, surrendering natural strength for spirit strength. It begins to produce something. So that's why I'm saying today, if you had um, a wall or a bump or something that was interfering with your ability today to encounter the power of his love, you really want to break that down. There's such another experience for you. Man, there's so much more. You know, really, if you're under the spirit of religion, you're always looking to understand intellectually And you have to renounce that. And you have to say, that's what he says in John 3, that wonderful chapter. The Holy Spirit is a wind that is invisible that you cannot see it or understand it. Only when it manifests itself can you see it. And so, you know, if, if you're... Just intellectually trying to understand everything—that is a spirit of religion or humanism—and you've got to set that out of the way because it's a god. And you've got to say, "God, step in and show me an encounter." You've got to open yourself up, so you don't want to stay closed off in your mind the whole time. I want to—I'll under- only understand you on this level, and it's like, but I'm up here. Oh, at this level, and so he wants you to clear that away. And you have to be open to say, I open myself up to have a Holy Spirit encounter. Be specific, that was a little deliverance tip. Be specific, I open myself up to have a Holy Spirit encounter with you. Holy Spirit, come. I love to say that, don't you? He loves to come. He's kind of like Dash. You know, Well, he's already right there, maybe that's why it seems so fast. But what I want us to understand, you can't live without love. Just that simple. You cannot live without love. And so I, I don't want to see us have an experience where we're just operating or functioning with the Spirit, with our gifts, but then we're not developing our heart with Him. Ever we'll to that song, Keep My Heart Tender, Keep My Heart Pure. Such a good little ditty, isn't it? He's the lover of your heart. And so that's how your, it sounds like a nursery rhyme, but that's how your garden grows. Your garden grows in his love. So anytime you come to church or in your service like this, won't be specific again, like this, where his presence is, It's having an effect on you. Think what an effect it can have on you when you open yourself up to it. And then he starts to get in the garden. And then he starts to produce fruit. Y'all doing good? We'll skip on down here. If we are outside of the umbrella of love, our spiritual gifts become works. We don't want everyone give away. Why would we get away from love? You know, it says in Scripture, keep yourself in the love of God. That means, you know, because you have a soul, you can be pooty and you can be moody and you can be all co- influenced by all kinds of distractions, right? But he also accompanies that with you have a spirit that is operating in you that you're possessing walking around with that can help you to choose and to move forward and, and do a process with the Holy Spirit. So outside the umbrella of love, spirit, your spiritual gifts just become, just works. So we don't want to elevate, my point being, you don't want to elevate anything above love. I don't want to elevate my desires. I want, let's see what I would want. Um Cheetos, okay. And that's all I can think about to where I am leaving here, forget y'all, I'm going home as fast as I can because all I can think about is my Cheetos. Well, that got elevated, right? Maybe it's, you know, whatever it is. coffee. It's those lower things. Don't let anything, I mean, even a good thing, don't let anything get elevated over love. I would I would just say in my opinion again that if you let anything get elevated over love then you're out of order. Even if it's pursuing spiritual gifts operation. Even if it's saying I want to have better fruit. You can't have better fruit outside of love. Don't you get it? But you get it. You cannot have better spiritual fruit developed in your life without you participating with love. Cannot be done. So the high watermark is love, receiving it, giving it. Sounds really simple, doesn't it? And so that's why I keep saying, boy, this I would just listen to this set over and over and over. You have you have really got to position yourself to be in love. And that looks all kinds of different ways. You know, one of the most powerful things we can do where we gain the most is be still and know he's God. Psalm 910, I think it is, right? Isn't that the most powerful thing you can do? We get in this, this place where um, we all do it. We get in this place where we're in a natural, trying to manage our natural lives really well. Right? And then we get disconnected. And we forget about love. It's like, oh. And so that's why I think Psalm 9:10 is so powerful. Be still and know. That means go to sleep. It means set some boundaries with your authority. I mean, like I can be back there and this worship can be going on and I'll be getting texts and all kinds of stuff's going on and I'm usually the overseer and the coverer back there. And so... I I I can get in the zone though. I can choose to get in love no matter where I'm at. It's not an environment externally. It's an internal environment. I mean, I do love an external and an internal environment of being still. I mean, we really had to practice that because our souls are so big and so agitated and so dis- dis- distracted and, s- and so much fear, you know, and so annoyed, you know, uh, they, they're, they're just in that condition until we train them. You're not the boss. <laughs> Let me see what we're thinking about something funny right there. You're, you know, soul, you're not the boss. And these aren't anything that we haven't talked about before, but in context of this um, season, these are all really truths that this has to be like your life. Is that this, this isn't, okay, this month our focus is alignment. All right, I'm going to do it this month, Alignment. And then I just drop it and I forget about it. Now this, you gain momentum. It's kind of like a train. It can sometimes start off real slow, but at least it's on the track. Going the right direction. Headed to a good destination. So wherever we are, we want to begin to move in that direction. And then you kind of really start to pick up spiritual momentum. Like, I don't have to think about praying. You know what I mean? I don't have to sit down with a list or anything like that. It's just like breathing. It wasn't always like that. But I would sit down. I'd spend time with him. What's your heart? How do you feel about that? What do you think? And it just, the train started moving a little bit. Then the train started going where, you know, the train clicks along pretty good right now. You know? And so you can, you don't have to like fight and strive and struggle and all your whole way through life. But I'm just saying you begin to train your soul. Okay. You won't be still right here. Hey, we're not going to, we're not going to worry about that. Like in a worship setting, you come in and you've got all these things on your mind, like Phil's trying to Sell his pickup, and I'm sure everybody else has got all kinds of stuff going on. Jackie and Gwen are trying to make a decision, and you know, Army's probably got something important that he's thinking about. And so, you come into a setting like that, and you got to train your soul. You are not going to have my attention right now. I set that aside. You got to set boundaries with you. This, You know, this is just this special sweet time that I just want to be with you. And as you do, that influences the way that you walk out your day. And so I really want us to walk away today thinking, man, isn't that the truth? What I need, I can't live without love. I I really, really wish we would just walk away with that today. I cannot live without the divine love of God. It's my life. And as you will make those choices to position yourself in the divine love of God. Then that's where we do a soul process with Him through an experience with the Holy Spirit to develop maturity and have some fruits. You become more temperate, less high and low and angry and all of that. Your heart becomes more tender, where you're not just so easily agitated about everything. You can kind of, it shows up in traffic too, doesn't it? You can tell. What if you're temperate that day? Because you'd be driving. Everybody's doing all kinds of stuff. And you don't care. You're just, you know, or you can tell those days. But you forgot that you just pulled out in front of somebody back here, but somebody pulls in front of you. You know, there's, there's so much of our ability to be able to walk with the Holy Spirit in a way and a day according to how we've experienced, positioned ourselves to experience love. And obviously, like today, he's very free with love. The waterfall is always on. How much do you desire to walk in spiritual gifts? Is your commitment to love stronger than your desire for gifts? You know, we have to be careful about that. That's why keeping yourself in the love of God is so important because we'll just take things where we were in the world and then we came in the kingdom and then we'll just begin to use those same manipulators in the kingdom and calling it the kingdom because we put kingdom words on it. It's not even the kingdom way. Like selfish ambition. Like maybe you have insecurity Uh, maybe you weren't seen or validated, so you have insecurities, so you're looking for significance. And so you can have that in the world Then, when you come into the kingdom, you can bring that with you. And you can call little spiritual activities that you do something different. He's like, no. Bring your little garden over here to love and let's weed that little garden of those fears, of those mindsets. Let, let people help break those mindsets off of you. You know, really position yourself there. And then you're not just transferring one addiction, one old addiction to a new place. You know, love will completely, won't it move, break off all of those old orphan things we're looking for in the world. Just to gave me the, she liked it, I think. She gave me the double eyebrows. She liked that. And we don't want to, we don't want to get that out of order because love is really the reason why the gifts are trying to operate. And, you know, I'm using certain words, but you can put that on anything. Um, To try to even be a certain way in a day and do something well. That is not going to be pure unless you're operating from a place of love. You go, I was really, I try to be really kind today. It's this thing that we do. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm going to get that. It's this thing that we do where we hear Christian principles and then we try. We try to make them happen without being shaped by love. For example, like like when I list, let's just say when I listed those gifts of the uh, fruits of the spirit in Galatians 5 let's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self control, or temperament or spirit strength, whichever one you want to apply there. And you said, I'm going to work on those. I'm going to work. Man, I, I'm grouchy. I'm irritable. I'm hard to get along with. I'm moody. I'm blank, blank, blank. I'm going. I'm going to. I'm going to do these spiritual gifts. I mean, everybody's done it, haven't you? And you get up and you're like, okay, I'm going to try to show patience today. You know, and you might do okay for like the first two hours, and that falls off your grid usually, right? And see, we just can't carry. Something all the way to fruition, generally because it's not empowered by love. And so, like if you if you have that, then you've got to just bring your heart. You just got to get down low. Just bring your heart. And say, Man, God, I struggle being irritated with people. People at work are so irritating to me. I really struggle with that. I just really just I bring I just bring you my heart because I know the Holy Spirit can give me patience with people. The Holy Spirit can help me be long-suffering with people. The Spirit can help me not be moody, but to have joy. So really, when we're trying to do that outside of love, then we've broken um, our spirit connection. And remember, it's spiritual fruits. But you've broken the spirit connection. Acting like you're gonna walk out in the day, the ability to carry spiritual fruits. is not gonna happen. We would do better if we would focus on loving him, communicating to him, receiving love from him. We just stay in that other zone. And then you it you was know, so easy to love, isn't it? When you're when you're um Just receiving love from God, isn't it easy to love, really? So see, it almost sounds like it's the law. Like, I know as a Christian, I'm supposed to be doing all these things. You know, you cannot do them successfully because it's a spiritual empowerment that makes things flow. You know, yesterday, we went over to the Baines, and we loved the Baines, we're we're going we're doing a big old bathroom over there and everything. And we want we want to do it really well. Cause they're very important people to us. We love them very much. And so when we're doing something there, we're really wanting to do it well because we we want them to have the best. We want things to go. That's just our headspace. And so when we get over there to do it, there's all this conversation about how we're going to do all this thing, because it's a little bit complex. And so it's just like Okay, here's how we're doing. We, okay, this is it right here. This is what it looks like. It's so easy, just to try to start take take off running in the natural. But so we we just, I said, hey, listen, y'all. You know we're practicing, you know, spiritual gifts and being aware. of Those that are here right now. Let's step out of this headspace right now and let's step over here. Let's pause, and so we just held hands and got in a circle, and we just prayed, and we just said, Holy Spirit of wisdom, we really invite you to come today. And I mean, did. there are certain little things that happened that showed up that the Spirit of wisdom came. And so that's sort of what I'm talking about, is we have the advantage being the beloved of God, the apprehended of God. the covenanted of God, we have that advantage. And so we want to be mindful to engage with that and not just engage all the time on this natural realm. I I absolutely know 100% that there's something that happened yesterday that would have looked different if the spirit of wisdom had not come. And why does he do that? Because he loves us. Because he loves the Baines. He loves that we care for them and we want to do things the best we can. I mean, he loves, I and mean, that's just love all around, isn't it? He loves us. We love the Baines. The Baines love us. You know what I mean? It's just love all around. It's a love fest. That's <laughs> what it is over there. And, and see, isn't that the healthiest place where the Holy Spirit is functioning? As whenever we're functioning with love. If you're struggling and you have strife, if you're wrestling about um, decisions, if you have fear, if you're easily agitated, these are all of those places that we have got to bring ourselves to Him and get under. Yes. Not to fight and wrestle and all this other stuff, but to surrender. Yeah. To say, man... This there's something going on here. I can't see it. What's what's going on here, man? If we just keep doing that, or whenever people that you know, when people puts uh, when God puts people in our life and they come up and say something, you know, what do we do with that? His voice is trying to break in to that place where you have a disconnect, right? And it's his love because when you have a spirit disconnect, then you're not flowing in the gift or in the in the uh, fruits. Yeah. And so I think, you know, what I was trying to do today is I was just really wanting us to absolutely own that we're his beloved and we just look different than the world because of it. Yeah. Yeah. We possess something that they need. And it doesn't matter if you've been a good steward up to this point, or you haven't, or you you struggled, or you got snared, or you, you got out, or if you're still under something, let's, let's help each other. Let's get free. Let's get in the garden of love, and let's see what it can produce, because seriously, that is how cultural change is going to come. It's not going to come any other way. We don't want to do anything of ourselves. Why would we? We have the spirit. Mm. Uh, Galatians 5, 6. All that matters now is living in faith that works and expresses itself through love. Did you get that? Can you adopt that? Just say it. All that matters is living in faith that works and expresses itself through love. All that matters now is living in faith that works and expresses itself through love. Not trying to get yourself to a good place. Not trying to make somebody do something different. Not trying to get what you want. The only thing that matters. Do we need to say it again? The only thing that matters now is living in the faith that works and expresses itself through love. The only thing that matters. So really, we should be concentrating on our love walk. We should be concentrating on our love relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And how we can walk that out in love. Yeah. It's a sweet spot. It is the sweet spot. Yeah. You know, in Galatians 5.22, is talking about the self-life versus the Holy Spirit fruit life. And so I love that. Five twenty-four. Keep in mind that we belong to Jesus. <laughs> That's always good to know, isn't it? You know, humans. We can be up and down and all around. We can be mad. We can be. We're just. You know. We so much can affect us whenever we're not. You know, just yielded, and so we belong to Jesus. That's always. I mean, that is so powerful to say. I was thinking this morning how powerful it is to say, well, "I just know that you love me." You just know that you love me. Talk about when you're in a pressure cooker and something's going on. If you can ever pull that up, man, it is a good warrior on your behalf. I just I just know that you love me. If you love me, there's gonna be a really good outcome. You're gonna show me stuff. And I'm out of striving. Keep in mind that we belong to Jesus Christ and have already experienced crucifixion for everything connected with our self-life was put to death on the cross and crucified with our Messiah. If the Spirit is the source of our life, we must also allow the Spirit to direct every aspect of our lives. May we never be arrogant, look down on others, for each is an original. We must forsake jealousy that diminishes the value of other people. I like this. This was really highlighted right here to me. This is Galatians 5, 24 um, and 25. If the Spirit, say if the spirit. if the spirit. You have the Spirit, right? Yes. So you, you have it. Yes. So if the Spirit is the source of your life, He is right now. So are you drawing on that source? Are you feeding on that source? Are you drinking from that source? then we must also... See, this is what I'm saying. This, to me, this scripture is the difference between gifts and fruit. Because if he's the source, then we must allow him to direct and dictate every aspect of our life. So, you know, sometimes we can say, well, I... I prayed to prayer, and I became born again, and so I'm Jesus's. But I'm just saying there's a different experience whenever we begin to walk with what we have. Instead, just have, possess it. So we possess the Holy Spirit, but are we walking with him? Are we listening with him? Are we showing our affection to him? Are we bringing our hearts to him? That's the game changer. I mean, yeah, you know, being born again, that's a game changer. But I'm just saying there's a, there's such a greater experience. And so we have to look at where are the places in my life that I am not walking with you. So I'm going to read it to you again. Galatians 5, 25. If the spirit is the source of our life, which he is, we must also allow say I must allow I must allow, I must allow I must the, spirit the spirit to direct every aspect of my life, of my life. Yeah. If the spirit what you say sense the spirit say since the spirit, the spirit is the source. Of my life, I must also allow this spirit to direct every aspect of my life. That's how we're going to produce fruit and display gifts. Right there. Okay, I'm going to wrap it up. Are y'all good? There's a couple of questions. What is your current cooperation with the gift of the Holy Spirit in your life to be nurtured in love and walk in love? What does that look like for you right now? What is your current cooperation with the gift of the Holy Spirit? Let me just say the person of the Holy Spirit so we don't get confused. With the person of the Holy Spirit in your life to be nurtured by him and to walk in love. Can you be thinking about right now of how much currently you are allowing yourself to be nurtured in his love? What what does that look like for you? Is it setting time aside? Is it requiring that you bring yourself up to worship and affection? Like, How does it look for you currently? Because we want to cooperate with the Holy Spirit to impact the world and to be as whole and powerful as we can. You can't do it without the Spirit, for sure. <clears throat> All right, I'm going to do a little fruit. I'm just going to say some, some one-liners about fruit, okay? Then we'll wrap it up. Fruit is really our ability to display Christian character. It's not a gift. It's something we must work on to develop. It requires your investment and your interest. Fully in it. Jesus says you'll know them by their fruits. You will know them by their character. He didn't say you would know them by your gifts. Jesus did not say they will know you by your gifts. We've really elevated that. We've got to bring that down on an equal plane. Fruits and gifts. He did not say that people would know you by your gifts. He said they would know you by your fruits. A gift does not show your relationship with God, but your fruit shows your relationship with God. Truth. A gift... Manifesting does not show that someone is spiritual or even has an intimate relationship with God, but your fruit does display that. The more gifts on your life produces a greater responsibility to develop a sweeter fruit in a way that honors the gift. You need a balance of gifts and fruits. If you have only gifts without fruits, you will end up bringing dishonor to Christ. But fruits without gifts lead to powerlessness. That's why you need both. If you have a gift... But you have no character. You haven't developed bringing your heart under to God and letting Him shape it, and you being responsive uh, responsive to the Holy Spirit. Then your character might be really low, but your gift might be functioning. That's why I say, it can you can have a gift. If they're like, Good, "I'm operating in this," I did so, so I gave a word, some something, something something, but then you're being a turd over here you know, to your family and everything else. Isn't that honoring? Well, way to go with your gift. Good job. Right? I mean, it makes you, when you look at the gift, it makes you go, hmm. I don't even, I don't know if i even want that gift. Is what it does. It's like, hmm. I'm struggling to even receive that gift right there because that over there. Fruits without gifts, they'll lead to powerlessness. And so if you just say, I'm just trying to be nice all the time. I just trying to be nice. I'm trying to be nice. I'm just trying to watch my mouth. You know, and you're, all you're focused on is just trying to be nice. Then you, you've got to be empowered too with authority to step up and to display something that you're bumping up against you that needs to change. That's what I'm saying, it's got to look like this. Not like this, not like this, it's got to look like this. God gives us the seeds and plants them within us, which it's our responsibility to cultivate them until they produce great fruit. The breaking of the seed is the breaking of our self-life that the produce of the spirit life may arise and be on display, which gives honor to Christ. So as we continue to talk about gifts, don't lose sight of love and develop fruit. that can be a true expression of the joy of your salvation. It should have a full display all the way around. Did y'all do okay with that? So, Holy Spirit, you're a good gardener and you're a good friend. And we honor your presence in our life. I thank you that you are a good defender. And you're a good confronter. And we need both. So I just bless your people today. I just pray that their hearts would be awakened to the beauty of being nurtured in your great love. We are taking away today that we cannot live without love. I cannot live without divine love flowing into me. And so I pray over your people as they continue their journey that you would encourage, that you would strengthen, that you would defend, that you would confront, and that you would be a good gardener over the preciousness of their heart and the activities of the Holy Spirit. Because the world needs who we are. And so we thank you for this beautiful, glorious day. And I just seal all this up in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from One Life OK. For more information, please visit us at onelifeok.com.